Something about the way the hair falls in your face. I love the shit. <laughs> what the fuck is that singer's name? What the fuck is that singer's name that sings that song? Oh, I can't get the name Michael Buble out of my head, but I know it's not Michael Buble. You know what song I'm talking about. Something about the way the hair falls in your face. I love the shape you take when crawling towards the pillowcase. I was trying to be so sultry, April 6th, 2011. <laughs> What's up, babe? Dude, this is the fucking problem with the internet, and I'm not even being facetious about it. I could do what the host of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast does. But let's read that one more time. Oh my God. I got aggressively too descriptive, and you saw it. And you're welcome. Happy Monday. Hello, Cubs. Welcome to episode 41 of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast with me, your host, VJ Julio. Papa Bear's here. For another great week. Happy Monday. Posture the fuck up. Stop slouching. We're here to have a great time. We're here to become better people. And I'm just going to start it off and pop in. We're all in. I'm wearing a full bodysuit plaid fucking pajamas right now. Okay? That's what I'm wearing. Because it's a full send into the den with the Cubs. And I'm here and I was like, God, I just really... <sighs> I just want to go hang out with the Cubs for a while. It's been quite the fucking week. And I'm not going to half-ass it. I'm not going to wear some sarcastic shirt. I'm just going to get cozy, comfy, put on pajamas. Now, of course, I haven't done laundry in three weeks, and that is probably 80% of it. But the 20% is I'm chilling with the cubs in the den, cozy the fuck up, and also posture up. All right? Shoulder blades back and down. That's what we're here for. We're going to have a great week because literally the night I recorded last week's episode... Baby girl Charlotte had to go to the children's hospital. Now it's okay. She's fine now. She had RSV. She's only seven weeks old, so that's the dangerous time. But, of course, she is one of the princess baby angels, so when they go in, they say, it's not an if, it's a when. She's going to eventually have to be put into the uh, uh, fucking, the place. Uh, it's uh, It's intense. It's intense. The place that's really intense, I think they're just like fist fighting in there. What the fuck is it called? The ICU. The intensive care unit. They were like, she's going to have to get put in there eventually. She's fine right now, but she's going to have to get put in there eventually. Wife and her were there for four days and four nights, and it was atrocious, and I hated it. But she never had to go into the ICU. They just had to put her on oxygen every now and then, and she just stayed on constant monitoring, and then she came home, and everything's fine. So, full-blown fucking panic attack because... She was at the Children's Hospital in Minneapolis, and the thing about Minneapolis is no one is invited. The Children's Hospital in Minneapolis is like a fucking dinner party that you don't want to go to, but the you kind of wish you would because it's invite only, and I was not fucking invited. They were like, oh, she has an adult here. No one else can come. The exclusivity of this place is next fucking level. No one else is allowed in. Including you, sir. Oh, did you help make her with your body? Is she literally only here because you impregnated her mother? Doesn't matter. Stay the fuck outside. So I had to cuck out for the children's hospital and watch from outside. And I was so pissed about it. So upset. Now, I did get in there. I was holding Gracie. They were freaking the fuck out. I got stopped four times. But all I had to do was bring Jordan a duffel bag. Now, here's how the universe can kind of protect you and save you. Here's what happened. So Gracie had a doctor's appointment because she's had a cough for a couple months. And the doctor was basically like, yeah. The doctor basically said, yeah. Okay, I was going to say yeah and then a further example. But to sum it up, the doctor basically said, yeah. And then, but then Charlotte coughed a little bit while he was there and he's like let me take a look at her da 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 listen to her lungs says she sounds okay but she is coughing rsv is going around i want you to come into the clinic tomorrow to get her looked at now in my brain i go well we're here right so why tomorrow doesn't matter that's what they did so where we live is about 25 minutes away from this like 
specialty clinic with our special pediatrician and everything has to be special. And the next day, Jordan takes Charlotte in. Gracie stays home with me. We're kicking it. It's like, oh, it's just a little doctor's visit. It's no problem. I get a phone call a half hour later that says, hey, we're going to the children's hospital that's an hour and a half away. Also forgot my wallet. That's what she said to me on the phone. And I was like, all good. No problem. Full-blown fucking panic spin. Did you know that when an infant gets RSV, they can't compensate for the amount of oxygen they need? Like, so when we need to get more oxygen, what do we do? (gasps) Big deep breath, babe, right? So our diaphragm's open. Babies can't do that because they don't have that type of bodily control yet. So what they do is they increase their respiratory rate. So instead of going, (sighs) they go, (sighs) and that wears them out. Now, if a baby gets too worn out, doing that over an extended period of time, say four or five days, then they get so lethargic that their body just taps out and quits. Now, I hear that for the first time on the phone while my wife is telling me that she's going to the children's hospital. So I get to be alone with my thoughts for the drive to the children's hospital. So not prepared, packed a bag that was 80% stuffed to milk my fucking wife because she pumps and it was like every tube and bottle and apparatus that could fit inside of a duffel bag. I had to bring that to the hospital so she could stay up on her pumping. But I get there and all I want to do is drop the duffel bag off. I'm holding Gracie girl. I have my mask on and I got stopped four times in one floor. Now here's the thing about Papa Bear. All right. I always err towards politeness. I always err towards big, happy smile, make this person who I probably don't know feel good about our interaction. Make this person feel good about their day. Make this person feel good about who they are, right? Spread the love and all that, you know, stupid shit. But when I have an hour and a half drive where my brain is doing all of the intrusive thoughts, not some intrusive thoughts, every single intrusive thought happened in that hour and a half drive because Gracie girl's asleep in the car seat in the back seat and I didn't have the music playing because I didn't want to wake her up. So it was literally just driving in silence while I had intrusive thoughts. And then I get into a hospital where I'm going to see my infant and my wife. And then I get stopped four times. I understood. I understood that Listen, I get the fact that I'm not allowed to be here. I get the fact that I'm not allowed to stay here, I mean to say. So all I'm trying to do is drop this duffel bag off with all of my wife's necessities in it. That's all I'm trying to do. And I've expressed that. And then I get pointed in a direction as, as I'm heading to in a direction. Another person goes, hey, 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 how can I help you? Heading towards the children's emergency wing. Got to drop this bag off to my wife. Well, you can't be in here. Well, here's the deal about that. Do you want to take the bag? But me being polite, yada, 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 it was all fine. Finally, I was at my wit's end. I had been in there for only like nine minutes and been stopped the three times. The fourth time I get stopped, two security guards at a gate. I'm walking past them because I know where I'm going now. I looked at the hospital map. I said, I'm going right here. I find out she's in room 10. I'm going right fucking here. All I got to do is drop the stuff bag off. And these two security guards go, excuse me. I have already passed them by 15 feet. Now, when I hear an aggressive excuse me as I'm carrying my baby and a duffel bag through a children's hospital to see my infant, my temperature is rising. Okay. I'm getting real fucking hot behind the ears. And the polite switch clicked right the fuck off, okay? So I heard, excuse me, and I spun around, and I said, I'm heading to the children's emergency wing. I have to get to floor two, room 10. I'm dropping the stuffle bag off to my wife, and then I'll be right out. And he says, well, just wait right there. To which I responded, while holding my baby, which makes me not too proud, Go fuck yourself. And then I kept walking. Now, should have I done it? No. But that's what I said because I was ramped up and I had been tapped out on politeness. So I told two security officers in the children's hospital to go fuck themselves. And then I just continued on my way with no repercussions. And that's a true story. And that's not how I expected it to play out as the words go fuck yourself left my mouth. As I said, go fuck yourself, I expected 
taser, taser, taser. And then I must sleep on the ground while Gracie, who responds oppositely to all emotion, laughs at her dad sleeping on the ground. But instead, I just walked into the room and dropped off my duffel bag. Listen, if you are a nurse right now, or you are working in a hot, no, not even a nurse. If you're just working in the healthcare system right now, I feel for you so much. I know that you're overworked. I know that you're understaffed. You're doing so many more things than you originally planned on. And right now it is a struggle. And I am so thankful for you because it's people like you that are literally saving people's lives every day. And without you, there would be so much more pain and heartache in the world. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you do. I couldn't imagine being in that workspace right now. But, I mean, we don't have to worry about that. Don't have the intelligence capacity for it. But huge fucking shout out to you because it's amazing what you guys do. Having said that, I think that there, at least in, at this place, there is too many things designed to keep you guys so ramped up and terrified throughout the day that I have a lot of people that work in the healthcare system that are my friends that are so over it but defensive of everything going on in the world that you can't have a conversation with them. And I get it. And here's why I get it. As I got outside of Charlotte's room to drop the duffel bag off, a hospital-wide alarm sounds. And I'm saying like, pew, 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 full-blown fucking send-off. Like, oh, the hospital's being bombed. Oh, no, there's seven terrorists in the hospital type of alarm, right? And then a voiceover comes over the alarm and goes, positive COVID test, left side emergency wing. What happened was that a random adult who walked into an emergency room on the other end of the hospital tested positive for COVID. Sound the alarm, I guess. Spread panic through an entire children's wing of the hospital so that everyone gets fucking ramped up to 11. Dude, I can't even blame you for being so scared all the time and so stressed out. I walked into the Charlotte's room and Jordan's like, what is going on? What's happening? Because she couldn't understand the words. She only heard the wow, wow, the woo, woo, woo. She could only hear that. And I had to explain to her, oh, some guy tested positive for COVID on the other side of the wing. She's like, holy shit, I thought we were going into lockdown. And I was like, you'd fucking think. Also, I told two security officers to go fuck themselves. I might not make it home. But I think I caught them so off guard with my reaction that they just said, he knows where he's going. He's got places to be, which I respect that they did not tackle me and tase me. But regardless, I just, that whole experience is just fucking mess. And so stressful. So I, I And I was in there for fucking 15 minutes. So, babe, if you work in the healthcare industry, you are an angel right now. I can't even believe it. I don't even understand how you could be that type of person. But thank you for being that person. Holy shit. And if you need a fucking hug, I'm right here wearing full bodysuit pajamas sitting in the den with the Cubs. You always got a warm hug waiting for you right fucking here. I got my fake $18 chain that I got off of Amazon on and a backwards hat, even though I'm a 29-year-old father of two, and I'm just waiting here with arms wide open. And that's just some classically trained fucking music for your ass, babe. Okay, now, Charlotte ended up being fine, never had to get put into the ICU. I just got to be a super stressed out dad at home for four days. And I'll tell you one thing, single parenting, not my vibe. Definitely not going to fuck anything up with my wife because I need her so bad. Monday and Tuesday were part of the days that she was gone. And I was late to work both days. Because so unprepared, so not ready. All I had to do was get Gracie out of bed, get her dressed and fed, and get off to work. And I was two hours and 47 minutes late on Monday. But I just felt like it was an important thing to say thank you to our healthcare workers. You guys are literally doing God's work. Awesome job. And you're doing a great job because all my wife reported was how much she loved all the nursing staff and the doctors and everything. And I'm just thankful for people like that. So... Charlotte girl's fine. Everybody's good at Papa Bear's house. And now we're going to move on. 
Now let's move on to the big issues, okay? Let's move on to something really, really important that I wish I would have thought about this last week to talk about um, because it would have been perfectly timed. But since it wasn't perfectly timed and I thought about it later because I remembered it, we're going to play it right now and then we're going to talk about it a little bit. Listen to this bad boy, okay? This is by Maccabee and that's two separate words. Cucumba. Oh, shit. Cucumba. Mm-hmm. Vitamins, minerals, very high number, silica, hair and nails get longer. Mm. Other vitamins make your bones them stronger. Yeah. Anti-wrinkle make you look younger. Mm. 95% water, mm. kidney cleanser, great hydrator, detox, fiber, good regulator. Give your body good things, don't be a traitor. Get the cucumber, cut it in a slice, put it in a jug of water overnight. Mm. You know what you get for a fraction of the price? Energy drink full of electrolyte. Mm. Roaring salad is one of the use as a base for your vegetable juice. Another surprise put a slice on your eyes take away the dryness revitalize oh yes one thing i have left cucumber can also help with bad breath wash away the bacteria that cause the odor cucumber water instead of soda I'm fuck you matthew mcconaughey <laughs> all hat no cattle you Matthew McConaughey <laughs> welcome to cheer up babe the podcast where we go from a story about me talking about my beautiful baby daughter being sick in the hospital to hey Matthew McConaughey fuck you all hat no cat on my fucking ass did you hear did you hear about all the but did you hear the bennies did you hear the bennies of the cucumba by the way only Ever saying cucumber cucumba now. You might be say you might say, VJ, you don't have the accolades to use to say a word like that. You don't have the eyebrows to say cucumba. But listen, this is a free world, and I'm saying cucumba for the rest of my life. Okay, because vitamins. If you say vitamins, you fuck harder than everybody else. That's just a fact. You're so smooth with it my man here wearing sunglasses inside with a crew cut sweater on and a do-rag and a what looks like a frenchman's hat and you're holding a cucumber and you're spitting absolute fucking bars you fuck harder than everybody okay and you say vitamins (laughs) shut up okay you're emasculating me, and I don't know what to do with the information, but Maca B, two words? Play it back. Cucumba. Oh, shit. Vitamins, minerals, very high number. Vitamins, minerals. All hat, no cattle, Matt? All hat, no cattle? Then you might be rolling your eyes right now, babe, being like, are we really talking about Matthew McConaughey now? No, we're talking about Maca B. Fuck you, Matthew McConaughey. Here and nails get longer. Other vitamins make your bones them stronger. Anti-wrinkle make you look younger. 95% water. Kidney cleanser. Great hydrator. Detox fiber. Good regulator. I mean, the guy's just fucking smooth with it. You know what I mean? He's cooler than I'll ever be in this. Fi- in those 54 seconds, he's cooler than I'll ever be. And he's rapping about a cucumba. So, has, and he also taught me something. Cute cucumbas have silica in them. So, Matthew McConaughey made a pickle sound very, very phallus like. And my man's here taught me that cucumbers are 95% water. So, who's the real champion? Obviously, it's Maccabee. So, thank you. And I, I hate to say it, but we talk about the real fucking issues here all right we cover all the fucking bases you know that when you when you click into cheer up a the podcast you go i need to know what's going on and what i should be focusing on this week and this week what you should be focusing on is my new favorite soundtrack to lift weights to Give your body good things. Don't be a traitor. Get the cucumber. Cut it in a slice. Put it in a jug of water overnight. You know what you get for a fraction of the price? Energy drink full of electrolyte. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Now, your man's who drinks 
900 milligrams of caffeine a day could probably do with that information. I'm going to cut a cucumba this week. I'm going to put it in some water, and I'm going to drink it before I work out, and I'm going to work out to cucumba by Maccabee. I mean, join me for the ride. It's important, apparently. <laughs> God damn. Oh, oh, by the way, wait, wait, when does this? Yeah, I think. Oh, next Saturday. Merry Christmas, babe. Merry fucking Christmas. Dude, I dressed kind of Christmas-like, and it's not even, I wasn't even planning it. I just dressed for the den. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday, America. Or wait, no, sorry. Jesus, that's my bad. That's my bad. <laughs> Happy birthday, Jesus. Right? Wait, is this? Nope. Yeah, Easter is resurrected. Yep. Ha Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. God, are you guys like are, are you guys like me? You just save fucking random ticks from vines that you watched ten years ago. Every year, I'm 29. Every year, around when Christmas hits, I still go, "It's Christmas." Merry Chrysler, and only 10% of you are gonna know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's Merry Chrysler. And I got 10% of you to smile big right there and 90% of you to stop listening to this podcast. So, babe, it's Christmas. It's a beautiful time. It's also bonus check season. What's good? Dude, are you like me? Okay. Are you, can you go from literally shit and pants about bills and wondering how you're going to pay for things and then your paycheck rolls in and you have, I don't know, 300 more dollars? In your bank account, and you just fucking feel like Mac Daddy 7-Eleven. You just feel like king shit financial boss. Because that's me, okay? I can go from, ah, oh, fuck. I forgot to pay for the internet to money ain't no thing but a chicken wing, okay? You, okay, so we get our bonus checks from work. Now, it's like, it's not anything egregious or anything like that. I'm not fucking holding a stack of anything, but basically I am. If you look at the internal wiring of my brain and you see what dopamine responses I'm getting, suddenly I'm Mac Daddy 7-Eleven. I got my bonus check just to be obnoxious, just to give you an example on what it's like to live under my roof and be my wife. I get my bonus check and I walk in with the bonus check and I'm holding my phone and I have this playing over my phone. And here's the deal, babe. You're going to fuck. Here's what I need you to do before I play before I play the song that I play for my wife that I have played for my wife probably nine times since the fucking bonus check came in. I want you to vibe with me. I want you to reach into somewhere. I want you to be holding change and or dollars for this next little bit. And you're just going to fucking close your eyes. I want you to put your arms out wide to the side. Like a crucifix, uh, sacrilegious. And I just want you to sway those shoulders and I want you to get busy with it. And I need you to go back and forth with me because we're fucking vibing, dude. We're so rich. What's that? I got 200 extra dollars? We're so rich, babe. Get ready. That's us. That's the Cubs for the Christmas season. For the happy birthday Jesus Christ season, we're fucking flexing, dude, because it's a mindset. You don't got to get all stressed out and wrapped up about your financials. It doesn't matter. Money's going to roll in. You're going to get 50 bucks from your grandma in a card this week. It's going to be fine. You're going to be like a pig in shit when those $25 gift cards start rolling in from coworkers. And then you just get to fucking vibe out. I ain't no regular civilian. Red, yellow, green. Look like my neck a chameleon. Uh, okay, spin it. Uh, damn, I ain't been broken a minute. I hear this bitch here. Tis the season. Merry Christmas. That's what Christmas season's all about. This is what the Christmas season's all about. Christmas season, you know, you might say it's about getting together with family, giving as well as receiving, understanding how important family is in this moment. And it's not about presence and acquiring physical things. It's about the intrinsic values that we can... Fuck that! I'm a Javinci offended. Then let me finish. I credit Chevy for 40. My 
bottles off the OA. I cannot cuss you fucking on my bros, eh? I'm just gonna fucking treat it like a throwaway. Ooh, damn, I ain't been broke in a minute. Fuck yeah, dude. That's the vibe. Episode 41. Haven't been broke in a minute. Because, I mean, it's literal facts. You know, it's literally statements right there. Okay, if you're holding cash in your hand, and if you've held it for the last 60 seconds, you haven't been broke in a minute, babe. So Merry Christmas is what I'm saying. <laughs> hey, real quick, if someone could do me a favor, just go ahead and go back in time and show someone a video of me of the last five minutes from an eagle's eye view, okay? I want a zoomed out view of the podcast studio and me sitting here talking into a microphone with what I'm wearing and what we just talked about. And just ask 16-year-old me what he thinks. <laughs> no, nah, fuck that. 16-year-old me was a fucking dork. And that motherfucker was broke all the time. So I don't want to hear it from, from some broke-ass bitch. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying, babe? <laughs> But good tidings to you, all of my good friends. I hope you guys have a great fucking week. But honestly, fuck all that. Because 16-year-old me couldn't hold a candle. So he doesn't... Listen, 16-year-old me doesn't have a leg to stand on. We know that. Based off of the things that we've talked about and learned from this podcast up to... Through the last 40 episodes. Whenever we revert back in the old memory banks, it's never a great thing. It's never a fun thing. Babe, okay, so this is not 16-year-old me. Here's a fun fact. 16-year-old me dyed his hair black. Okay, 16-year-old me, I can't express to you the level of douchebaggery that was our wrestling team because our wrestling team when we're freshmen and sophomores in high school was around during the gym tan laundry phase of Jersey Shore okay so it was the real deal and it basically defined our lives so this is one of those few things that I hate admitting but fuck it you might as well know babe we (laughs) should the whole almost the whole team my freshman year of high school shaved their legs and tanned after practices, okay? Now, granted, out there looking like Greek gods. <laughs> just a bunch of fucking 15-year-old morons. Just dumb as fuck. Just had no clue. But before state one year, everyone's like, we should do something crazy with our hair. What should we do? What should we do? And the school colors were red and black. And we were wearing red singlets to the state tournament. We knew that. And we all dyed our hair black. Now, your boy dyed his hair black. And when I say your boy dyed his hair black, I said your boy. And that's a mistake. That's my bad. Your man's dyed his hair black. And when I say that I did that, I mean my girlfriend at the time dyed my hair black. I did it in her kitchen at her house. We looked at the final product of the mirror. And we said, something's off. And then it was a big old fucking emergency room COVID alarm red flag. Woo, woo, woo. Eyebrows, eyebrows, eyebrows. And so... I got the bleach eyebrows naturally. My eyebrows are fluorescent. They say, VJ, what color your eyebrows are? Would you classify them as white? No, they're fluorescent. But then you dye your hair black and you look even stranger. So what do you do when you're 15 and your girlfriend's dyeing your hair black for a wrestling tournament because you're a moron? You dye your eyebrows black along with it. Now, for a Christmas gift, maybe I'll post that for you guys. Okay, maybe I'll post that picture of me with my eyebrows black. You can also see what I look like at 15, and you can go like this. Okay, but 16-year-old VJ can't talk shit about what current-year-old VJ is doing right now. One of the things that I did while I was sitting at the fucking house this week, when Gracie would go to bed, you know, the girls are at the children's hospital, and I'm just sitting there, bored as hell. I don't want to scroll through TikTok anymore, babe, because it's poisonous. So instead, I took a trip down memory lane, and I scrolled as deep as I could on my Facebook page, and I hate myself because, oh, dude, it's painful. All right, dude, I'm just going to jump in. I'm just going to jump in. I'm scrolling through. I'm scrolling, and we're. I was in like 2011. Now. We can all agree, if you're listening to this podcast right now, 2011, not our brightest year. 
And I don't even know you like that, babe, but I know you like that. If I was to look at your social media posts in 2011, you'd go, hate myself. But don't feel bad because we all do. That's how it is. We grow. Growth. Eventually, one day we grow up and we wear full body suit pajamas on a podcast. But some of this shit, this is kind of like when social media was really, really becoming a huge part of our lives. The era where it's like, we don't really know what it's for, but we know what a friend's count is. We know what popular popularity is on social media at this point. I don't think Vine, Vine wasn't a thing yet or anything like that, but you know, you had like big accounts and you know, Instagram was around, I'm pretty sure. But Facebook was around for sure. And this was before our parents and grandparents took it over. And it was basically like OG Twitter. So you just kind of posted a random thought of the day or something that you thought was funny. A lot like Twitter was now. Dude, I'm scrolling through my shit and I go, how'd you ever get your pee pee touched? Hey, real quick. How did you ever get a girl go to go, sure? <laughs> you know, how did that happen because painful i mean we're gonna i'm I'm gonna treat this like an unqualified dad advice and we're gonna scroll stop this bitch scroll stop everyone wants to see someone pull the cape off superman oh you're not that important (laughs) and i put it in quotes you want a state title in high school All right, Clark Kent, great job. Scroll. Stop. Something about the way the hair falls in your face. I love the shit. (laughs) What the fuck is that singer's name? What the fuck is that singer's name that sings that song? Oh, I can't get the name Michael Buble out of my head, but I know it's not Michael Buble. You know what song I'm talking about. Something about the way the hair falls in your face. I love the shape you take when crawling towards the pillowcase. I was trying to be so sultry. April 6th, 2011. (laughs) Scroll. Stop. April 19th, 2011. I posted. Wow, smiley face. These little thoughts and wants always creep back into my life. You're a 14-year-old girl. (laughs) April 22nd, 2011. Need to start making extra money for prom. Hey, 2011 VJ. Thanks for letting us know. Need to start making extra money for prom. Pre... What was my fucking thought process on this? Hey, if I post this on Facebook, maybe my friend will give me 20 bucks. What the fuck was I doing, babe? What was I doing? Oh, dude, that prom, that prom year was actually kind of wild. Obviously, went to prom, big group of friends. Um, got shithoused, got absolutely drunk. We, uh, I'm pretty sure Taylor Brading snuck us a bottle of alcohol from her parents' house, and we drank it in the parking lot before we walked into the dance. Now, don't do that. Okay, not condoning, but we went to Ruby Tuesdays for dinner, then went to the dance. We were duds the fuck out. Everyone was looking spicy, got drunk in the parking lot, and then went into the dance. And when I say got drunk in the parking lot, it's fucking what? Senior year prom drinking. So I, so we each took like three pulls out of a bottle respectively and then acted like we were blacked out. Now, we did have a home economics teacher is that what it's called home ec right home economics teacher i think named mrs tashima now mrs tashima was 410 4 foot 10 90 pounds older asian woman beautiful soul also could fucking literally kick you in half like for sure without a doubt though that woman's fuse she would snap on you but everybody loved her because she was fantastic She definitely spoke in broken English. She definitely taught us how to make pot pies. She definitely taught us how to sew a button back onto jeans. And she definitely would smack you in the back of the head because she's old school. Now, she was one of the chaperones of this prom. (laughs) And you get a group of the fucking loud, obnoxious kids that put love song lyrics on Facebook to just roll into fucking prom all together. 
and ask if we circle grinded on Mrs. Tashima or not. Okay. Now she was, this was the year that she retired. This is year, this is Mrs. Tashima's final year of teaching. So she's not spry, you know, she's not, her knees are going is what I'm saying. They're on the way out. And don't forget, 410, 90 pounds, broken English. We walk in and we're like, Mr. Tashima. She's standing on the dance floor, keeping her eyes on everybody's fucking waistline, making sure everybody's leaving room for Jesus. And we walk in and we say, there's no room for Je- Jesus between us, Mrs. Tashima. We're going to miss you. And then the DJ probably played something, some fucking jerking music or something that was popping off at the time. God, you remember that shit? Don't miss it. And we circle grinded on our 74-year-old Asian home ec teacher. And all she was going was going, no, no, stop, stop, no. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking trash. Fucking trash compactors. I'm going to dye my eyebrows black again. Fuck it. All right, let's do some unqualified dad advice real quick, babe. Let's answer some questions for strangers that we don't know on the internet. We're here to help beautiful souls. Okay, that's really the concept of this pa- of this page. Jesus, get Facebook out of your brain. This is the concept of this section of the podcast is I'm here to give my obvious wise words of wisdom. Wow, brain aneurysm. You know how ironic it is that I said wise words of wisdom? Redundant. But we're going to scroll and we're going to stop on the advice page. As always, COVID-19 posts and comments are no longer allowed on the subreddit. Scroll. Stop. What is your perspective on your spouse using your mobile phone? Is it okay or is it a big no? Now, here's the deal. It's a spouse. We've kind of talked something about this in the past. Obviously, don't hide shit on your phone. Okay? Obviously. If you're not comfortable with your spouse touching your phone... What are you hiding? Now, here's the thing. Some people are a little bit fucking weird, and they just can't handle it. Even if they don't have anything to hide, at one point in their lives they had something to hide, and they still have anxiety over the fact that someone else using their phone. Don't be weird about it. That's spouse. That's everything. You guys share it. You guys share everything. Don't be a fucking bitch about it. I'm going to click into this one. I'm on my mobile phone, so unsure of formatting. My apologies. Jesus. So, do you mind if your spouse... I'm sorry I fucking read that. Redundant. So, do you mind if your spouse uses your phone to maybe look something up because he or she may not have theirs at the moment? Or to make a phone call or even play a game, possibly? Do you mind if your spouse or significant other uses your phone? Why did you say it again? I'm not meaning to go through the phone and look at anything, but would that be a problem? If they did look at the things you have on your phone? Is your phone completely off limits? Do... Every single fucking sentence is a question. Every single sentence has a question mark. Which one do you want to know? Jesus. Don't want he or she to even mess with it at all? Do you think that she should be... Okay, here's how we're going to do this. Welcome to a rapid fire round. We're going to answer every single fucking question as it comes. Ready? And then we're going to move the fuck on because mystic, mystical sass 01 asked an obvious question. Hey, stop hiding stuff on your phone, babe. Do you mind if your spouse uses your phone to maybe look at something up because he or she may not have theirs at the moment or to make a phone call or even play a game possibly? No, I don't mind at all. Do you mind if your spouse's significant other uses your phone? Previous answer continuing on. I'm not meaning to go through the phone and look at everything, but what would be a problem if they did look at the things you have on your phone? It's not a problem. We share the same life basically. Look through all the shit. You've probably seen it all before. Or is your phone completely off limits? Nope. Phone's not off limits, as I previously stated, continuing to restate the same question 17 times. Don't want he or she to even mess with it at all? Why would that be a problem? It's my wife. Do you think that should be something that's private to only you and your spouse has no need to know anything about what's on your phone? Sounds like you're hiding shit on your phone. Explain your reasons if you will. My reasons is, I'm not trying to fuck somebody else. So if I'm hiding something on my phone, There's illicit things on there, yada, yada, bing, bang, boom, piece of shit. So, yeah, spouse can use your phone. What a dumb fucking topic. You wasted all of the Cubs' time and mystical sass 01. Delete Snapchat. Okay, babe. Scroll. Stop. 
How do I stop missing my friend? All right, we're just going to jump right in. This post isn't about a lover. It's about my friend. I miss her. That's all. (laughs) There's more words, but what if that was it? (laughs) There's more in the post, but what if that was it? This post isn't about a lover. It's about my friend. I miss her. That's all. I always seem to miss her. I always just feel like I want a little more from her. Sometimes I care about her a lot, but it doesn't feel like she cares about me as much as I care about her. I miss her. I want to stop missing her. How do I stop missing her? Say missing her one more fucking time. Say missing her again. How can I know if they really care about me? Sounds like you're super fucking insecure and or want to fuck your friend. Maybe just be honest about your emotions and tell them. Or stop being a sad little baby blankie bitch and stop being so codependent. Scroll. Stop. Girlfriend has seizures and is getting a car soon. Should I be worried? I almost don't have to read it, right? I almost can assume the worst. Now, if your girlfriend's medicated for her seizures or if she has some sort of dog that, you know, wags its tail at an upwards down way or puts his right hand on her shoulder when he senses a seizure coming, maybe you don't have anything to worry. But if she's just going in raw if she's just hopping into the car without any protection i'd be a little bit fucking nervous also what are we talking about here are we talking about like a daily thing does she have the same amount of seizures as jimmy fallon does episodes at night one a day let's see Let's actually read it. My girlfriend's grandma is going to be getting a car soon for her. I'm a bit scared of her because she gets seizures constantly. She flung herself off the toilet the other day and bumped her head. I get that she needs a car for work and such, but it scares me that she couldn't potentially get into an accident that could hurt herself or someone. I'm currently trying to get her an at-home job so she wouldn't need to commute to work. She also restrict- She's also restricted from driving until she's clean from seizure for three years straight. Okay, so if she drives, it'll be illegal at this point? That's your answer, right? If she drives, it'll be illegal. Because, say it together, seizures, right? I mean, she's going to kill somebody. Namely herself, sounds like. So, I guess the advice that you were asking is should you be worried? Yeah, throw away 68655. Be nervous and also every time she goes to get behind the wheel give her a big whole hug probably last time you're gonna see her (laughs) fuck babe i'm sorry i'm rip roaring on one right now i'm fucking i'm hype i'm getting chilly in these fucking pajamas and i'm just i'm cloud nining it right now and that's my bad scroll stop my coworkers want to have a threesome with me fuck yeah that's it We should probably end it on this one. Nope. Probably not going to end it on this one. I want. Let's tumble down the rabbit hole here. Now, we know that a threesome. I don't make the rules. I just say them, right? A threesome is physical only by nature. By nature, if you're going to join in on a threesome, the only thing that really matters is sexual attraction to appearance, right? So your answer is, are they hot? <laughs> and whatever your answer is to that question, that's your answer for the post. My coworkers want to have a threesome with me. Now your coworkers, dude, I'm so invested. Damn, it's kind of fucking lengthy, but you know what? I feel like this is going to be a good one. And This is very unfortunate is the username. I don't think so, dude. I think you got to look at this through rose-colored glasses. You could be setting your... What a great story. You could be setting yourself up for a wonderful fucking story to tell at Christmas parties for Jesus' birthday. Starts off not strong. I can't even express how uncomfortable this made me. I started making friends with Bob at work. Wow, are you just throwing out names like that, bro? Or straight under the bus Bob goes. Because I'm trying to put myself out there. We smoke and laugh about work. It's strictly platonic. I then brought up that I had a friend crush on a girl server. It's like I really wanted to be friends with her but didn't know how to go about it. I saw Bob and Jill hung out, so I felt like this was my chance. Now, Bob and Jill just getting thrown straight under the bus. Hope those are fake names. 
Bob, with his male brain, took this and ran. We went out to eat during dinner. Bob goes, are you enjoying yourself? I say, yes, I love hanging out with y'all. I love this cute friend group. I hope that wasn't a direct quote. All right, babe. Um, I hope that when Bob goes, hey, man, you enjoying yourself? You don't go, I just love this cute friend group. <laughs> Back to the post. I love this cute friend group. Bob says, well, Jill and I want you to join us. My heart sank because I thought I was making friends, but they just want, hung out with me because they wanted to fuck me. Aww, poor baby. What a sad fucking issue to have. I almost started crying. They will come around me at work and try to bring it up, and it freaked me out. I'm clearly, clearly uncomfortable. And he told me, come cuddle. Can I grab your ass? Okay, now we're getting a little predatory there. All right, getting a little bit egregious. There. Bob sounds like a hound. Bob sounds like he's a fucking Bob Barker on this bitch. And I just agreed because I'm super uncomfortable. Okay, well. Also, at this point in the post, I'm kind of picking up on this is a chick. Which makes the, I just really love this cute friend group, make a little bit more sense. But Bob going, come cuddle, can I grab your ass at work? Is strange. But what's stranger is you going, yeah. But I guess it's not strange because we shouldn't victim blame here. We don't victim blame on Cheer Up Babe the Podcast. We figure it the fuck out. We try to dive into the brain, and you're a little bit nervous, and maybe Bob is a bigger intimidating guy. Now, you shouldn't be intimidated by him. Name's Bob, but I'm not in your shoes, so I don't know. So Bob grabbed your ass because you just agreed because I was super uncomfortable. And I'm 20. I'm still learning to be more assertive. So I'm in this man's bed with Jill watching Shameless. Wait a second. Hold on. Circle the fuck back. I thought you were at work. We got to take it. We got to take it from a few points back. We went out to dinner. We went out to eat. And during dinner, Bob goes, are you enjoying yourself? I say, yes. Bob says, well, Jill and I want you to join us. My heart sank because I thought I was making friends, but they just hung out with me because they wanted to fuck me. I almost started crying. They will come around me at work and try to bring it up. And it freaked me out. I'm clearly, clearly uncomfortable. And he told me, come cuddle. Can I grab your ass? Now, the timeline here is all fucking off. Okay. If you're hearing it, how I'm fucking reading it, the timeline feels like you guys went out to dinner and while you're sitting at the table Todd goes you enjoying yourself you said yeah and then Todd says cool I want to fuck you come cuddle so I can grab your ass and then suddenly you're in bed so I'm confused by the timeline but that's not your fault you may be a little flustered actually it is your fault you know we're all about extreme ownership here on cheer up baby podcast as well but let's continue on with the post because I'm invested in the story So I'm in this man's bed with Jill watching Shameless. I didn't want to make the situation any more awkward, so I made an excuse to leave. Bob talked to me for three hours trying to convince me to have a threesome. Now, Bob really wanted the Christmas story, obviously. Quote, you're very beautiful. We want to uplift you. It's a learning experience for us all. Tell us what you like and what you don't like. Everyone gains something. Oh, salesman. Bob out there selling dictionaries door to door, dude. I'm making a million and one excuses, and he has an answer for every excuse. Yeah, motherfucker probably belongs in the Wolf of Wall Street. Who do you think you are trying to convince a 20-year-old who's just got out of a relationship to have a threesome with you? Or 29, fuck you. Oh, sorry. You're 29, fuck you. I refuse to fulfill your fantasy because you're so creepy about it, and I'm cringing at the thought. I work with them. How do I go about this? Okay. Mm. Now, this is problematic because this is sexual harassment in the workplace. And you said, I think you said Bob's a server or maybe Jill's a server. Regardless, it sounds like you're in the food industry. Make a report. Get Bob fired. Bye, Bob. That's the end of the fucking issue. Okay? You can't go to someone with something at work like, hey, here's what you can't say at work. You can't walk up to someone and say, Hey, you know our other coworker Jill? Well, her and I are fucking, and I also want to stick my dick in you. Come cuddle me. I want to grab your ass. If that conversation is surrounded about around you guys collecting paychecks together every Friday, you're getting fired, Bob. Now, Jill, the hostess with the mostest, is probably getting cut loose too. Because you can't just you can't just be out there raw dogging the food and also trying to raw dog your employee the same day. 
fuck you think this is? Hooters? <laughs> so stupid. Such a bad joke. Hold on. I, I kind of want to read the responses to this one. First response says, you don't need excuse. Ugh, Jeff, words. You don't need excuses. Just say, no, I'm not interested. If he continues to approach you at work, go to HR. And then she responds, yes. Oh, wait. And then a response to that one says, yes, you literally don't owe him a reason you don't want to do this. I don't want to is all he needs to hear. Yeah. Verbatim what I just said. Just not said as fun as I said it. Now, hi, I'm DadBot. Shout out. Shout out other father figure. Hi, I'm DadBot commented. Talk to your boss. That's sexual harassment. Straight to the point. End of the fucking answer. That's beautiful. That's perfect. And I love it. And that's where we're going to end it. Babe, that's Cheer Up Babe, the podcast episode 41. All right. Hold on to your bootstraps for a second. The accessories are coming hard. Okay. The accessories are coming like a prepubescent boy who just saw his first pair of titties. Shout out Halle Berry and Swordfish. Okay. Now that's just a little snippet for you. That's just a little extra on the top for you. Now, I for sure will get an email about this because it's circling straight off of the Halle Berry comment. But this episode of Cheer Up, Babe, the podcast is brought to you by Microsoft Edge. It's the web browser I use when we're listening to YouTube videos together. They have advanced security and safety enhancements for all of your protection. They have this super fun audio listening feature. If you are a little bit visually impaired, there's there's tons of tools, tons of new updates, tons of new features that you can use to upgrade your web browsing experience. Try it out. Make the switch. You won't regret it. Switch to Microsoft Edge today. And we appreciate Microsoft Edge for being a part-time sponsor of this podcast. Now let's circle back. Cubs, the accessories are coming. Also, before we circle back, now that we are one sentence past that last thing that I was just talking about, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, web browser. Woo! Damn, I ain't been broken a minute. Don't get it fitted. So off the bow in a billy. Fucking your hoe in the kidney. Fuck up the city. I do not. I'm so professional, it hurts. <laughs> oh, we have a good time, babe. We have a good time because it's Happy Monday. We're here to fucking enjoy ourselves. It's Christmas. Merry Chrysler, babe. I'm not even going to do my usual, like, talking about stuff coming up, talking about the future and all that stuff, talking about, like, hey, guess what coming up? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to say, babe, I hope you have a great fucking week. You're a beautiful human being. Put a smile on your face. Posture the fuck up. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. And cheer up, babe.